Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tabitha Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mirror Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror. And I'm really excited to talk to you, to talk with Veronica Obeng today. She's one of the gorgeous cast members of the First Wives Club, which is on E! And um, she was really kind of going through a tough season because during the course of the season, something really explosive happened in her family that she had to come back from. And um, she's really here to talk about resilience and coming back from a really, really tough place. And I'm really excited to get into this more with her. Veronica, I'm so happy you're here today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here as well. Well, okay, so the show that you were on, we're going to start with that because I feel like it's the basis of um, the rest of the talk. Mm -hmm. The First Wives Club, which was a show. Second Wives Club. Second, Mm -hmm. my God. Second Second Wives Wives Club, Club. um, which was a show about women who are married to very successful men in the Los Angeles area, and they were the second, third, fourth marriages. Fifth, sixth. Fifth, sixth, seven. <laughs> Whatever. There were a lot of, first of all, none of them were actually second wives. I don't think any of us. Not um, one of you. Were second wives. And you um, were married to Dr. Do- your, your husband, who is a doctor, who's a plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. You have three kids together, and mm-hmm. he had two prior to that? He had three children prior to us being married. I had two. Okay. So when we were married, we had five. You had five. I knew And there then we had five. three children together. So mm-hmm. there was an eight of total. You know, while we were together, we managed eight children. Yeah. And the reason I said that is because you were really there from him in the beginning as his wife, as somebody who helped and build his practice mm-hmm. as somebody who who raised helped raise those eight kids raised those eight kids mm-hmm. so you were like superwoman I mean it looked <laughs> like that from the outside I don't, I don't know if it's superwoman that's what any, I would call any it. woman does when yeah. you're in love and when you're I know happy, you're right it you know you do what you're supposed to do and that's take care of your family so yeah. whether it's two kids and a dog or eight kids and a practice you you wake up and you do your job and I really like that you said that because I think that's how most women would would answer that you know um, how did you help take care of the practice like how did you guys grow together as a, as a couple well you know it was so strange because when we got married he was a chief at a large hospital in Ohio mm-hmm. so when we moved to Beverly Hills we basically started over because you guys wanted that Beverly Hills. Um, life. Yeah, right? I, I mm-hmm. felt like he had the talent and the skills to, you know, just to do exactly what he genuinely wanted in his heart. And for so many plastic surgeons, that's to be like a top gun in Beverly Hills. Yeah. So, so you guys left Ohio to come Ohio. here based yeah. on your supporting him to do that. Of course. Yeah. Plus, I didn't want to live in Ohio. Yeah. Well, you don't look like you should be living in Ohio, girl. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we moved out here and it was hard at first. You know, um, people think just because 
you know, you're a plastic surgeon that it's it's an easy like it's a cakewalk to yeah. to riches. Oh, but yeah. no, you no, know, no, we you have those days where there's an empty practice and there's dirt on the floor and you've got to do build outs and you've got to find clients and Yeah, you have to really, really Yeah, so we, we really worked out. hard. Yeah. We really worked but hard. But then he he created this amazing you guys mm-hmm. created this amazing practice together. And he did eventually yeah. become one of the top guns in Beverly Hills. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, it went from hard work day to day, like literally my son Mick learned how to walk mm-hmm. in the practice because I would bring him every day and I was pregnant with my next son Maddox mm-hmm. and um because that's how much work it took mm-hmm. and and then it's just like one day we we just hit like our stride and, and it's like money started raining from the ceiling yeah. like it just got easier and easier and better and better and yeah. this is like so fast that it was it's crazy and it seemed like just the blessings were opening up and you guys were getting practice was building you had this great family and all of a sudden yeah. you get this opportunity to do an e-show yeah, how like did, out the blue. Yeah, and so so when you got this opportunity, your family also dynamic was very different than the other ladies on the show because your husband, um, ex-husband now, is a... Soon to be ex-husband. Soon to be. Yeah. I didn't know the status, so thank you for clarifying <laughs> that. Well, he uh, was a doc- is a doctor, mm-hmm. and a lot of the others were entertainment types or, or like, well, there's an architectural person. So I like that dynamic that you basically helped him grow to where he was now. So you were really part of that from the start yeah I mean our business you know during our marriage was and I've said this before it was the heartbeat of of like our family mm-hmm. so our life very much revolved around work and family so yeah. even though you start to accumulate wealth like cars and big houses and and mm-hmm. go on vacations like our life was putting in 80 hours a yeah. week he would put in 100 hours a week it was and you were right there with him doing of that. course yeah. like it, it took everything it took our whole family my kids did their homework in the floor like at night yeah. the office is closed but mom's doing paperwork yeah. and it was a real family yeah, business it yeah. had to be had and that's be. why it was so successful so quickly um and then the show came along and what yeah. made you want to do the show because it really is all about like you right. being a second wife or third wife and the the richness of the lifestyle and it kind of opens up your family to the world well you know it was the security i thought i had in my marriage actually that made me confident in wanting to do the show like michael and i had been through a lot in our marriage but again and I, i've said this before i felt like those things somehow made us stronger. So whether it was unfaithfulness before or just stresses, I th- Mary, being married is hard. Yeah. No one says it's going to be easy. So mm-hmm. you roll with the punches, you rebuild your life. And I think you do that over and over again. You keep rebuilding, you keep building. So um, we were in a great place when the show came along and it's like, look, our practice is stronger than ever. Like we're having, you know, a new baby and, you know, we've healed from so many things that have happened. Like, what next in the chapter of the Obangs? And when the show opportunity came along, it's like, you know what? Maybe this can take our practice to the, to next, the next level. level. So you mm-hmm. really felt, and you were, in the best time of your life as a business and as a couple and as a family. I was in full stride in Louboutins. And, and, like, and, yeah, I thought this you, was going to be amazing and easy. Yeah. yeah. And here you are. She comes knocking and everything is there. And you're just like, I'm going to rule the world. Um, and the irony was that <laughs> I got to you know the reason I'm bringing this up is so that we can talk more about sure. the, the comeback but the irony of this whole thing is that you discovered while you were filming that he was cheating on you right i didn't so much discover as someone said there's no way uh-huh. that i'm going to um let something good happen to you so my husband unbeknownst to me had a mistress and when she found out i was filming she came to me Oh. Yeah. And exposed 
everything. So your husband had this mistress prior to right. the show, and it came out on the show because she reached out to you. Right. Can you take me through that? Because that's just like <sighs> every person's worst nightmare. I mean, it's beyond your worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. So like you're in this place in your marriage where you're, you know, you've gone through things, but you feel happy and you feel hopeful. Like your future is the most yeah. important thing. And um, just as a wife and a mother, like I had just had a child and, you know, I was How just old getting was your baby. Moshe was um, maybe six, seven months old. Oh. So like I'm just getting my body back. I'm just feeling yeah. like myself. You know, I shot this amazing pilot with all my like really good friends. And I'm thinking this is going to be a great year. Yeah, a yeah, great year. Great and year. so we go into full production and ring, ring, ring. Um, you know, people, my friends are mm-hmm. calling me like, what's going on right now? And that's when I saw the Instagram page. So oh. she had taken to social media posted like all of their private pictures just think about if you're in a relationship and your boyfriend posted like all your selfies together like all your vacations like all the things you do when you shop when you eat out Mm -hmm. it was literally an ig page dedicated to their relationship and it tagged me my kids my my friends my family and so i found out at the exact same time as like my elderly auntie who lives in memphis wow and i like i'm trying to process that with my phone ringing and you're getting it. People saying, are you okay? I didn't know. Like, it took a while to even. Wait, I, I don't even, I don't like to say I can't imagine, but I think I can on a, on a smaller scale, that devastated, that devastation. And why would this woman do that in that way? She knew that he was married prior to this IG page. Right. She knew about you? Yeah. We actually knew her very, very well. Oh. I knew her very well. She was one of his patients. Oh so that's how we met. Mm-hmm. And she was just around so much, like. Mm-hmm. that, you know, we became friends. So she would come over to brunch. She would come over to different events at my house. She had actually spent Thanksgiving with me the year before. Oh, my so God. She was in your house. She was in my life. Affair. You know, like my kids would walk from high school over to the office mm-hmm. and, I, you know, we'd go home together. And if I was busy with patients, she would say, you know, oh, your daughter needs to go to the mall and pick up some new shoes. Like, I can take her really quickly. And I'd be like, yeah, can you just take her to the mall, meet me at the house in a few hours? Like, I really appreciate you. Like... That's that's so it was a bizarre I, situation. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, this, this just don't even know what to say because that's beyond um, just crazy. It's disturbing. Disturbing. Yeah. Right. Um, how did your husband react to all of this? <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're going to I know you're going to laugh because it's a loaded question. I mean, it is a loaded question. Like um, and I asked it in such a sweet way. How did your husband react? Yeah. Your but, voice, um, tone and inflection <laughs> made me feel so safe. And then I was like. Completely exposed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because it's, you know, part of the journey. Right. You know what? That I was surprisingly um, calm Mm -hmm. because I think that shock, like if someone cuts your arm off, you're not screaming, running around like adrenaline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're you're in shock. And that's how you survive. Like that's our protection, our built in protection. You go into shock. So I was remarkably calm that first night. And I had called him on the phone. I said, hey, I just he was out to dinner or whatever. This was being filmed. No, so this was not no, being because filmed this, okay. because the cameras didn't happen to be there, like the moment that gotcha, I found gotcha. out. So I'm like, hey, I feel sick. You need to come home immediately. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, of course. And he comes home and lay it all out on the table from the pictures to the captions, which were e- oh. the captions were even more like my heart is racing, um, I think, graphic than the pictures themselves. Oh, and so I lay it all out on the table. I'm so calm and I'm just like. You know, do you have anything you want to tell me? And it's there in black and white. And he's like, I didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you know what? Someone is stalking me. Uh, I have to go to the police. Like someone is photoshopping pictures of me. And I'm like, you know, honey, I really 
I remember you being in Singapore a few months ago and you FaceTime me like three, four times a day. And that's the bed. How would someone get a picture of you laying in bed so and Photoshop themselves in? I literally oh, had to lead a horse to water wow. and beg it to drink in the most humiliating, devastating, heartbreaking moment yeah, of my but life. But you already knew. There was I nothing knew. He could I knew. Say. But it's just like, you know, come on. At this point, respect me enough just yeah. to say it to my face and, and be honest. And I have to say something about that. I've been cheated on and I knew. I knew, I knew, I knew. I had so much evidence. And when I, I guess, confronted him, Mm -hmm. he denied. And I remember thinking, you can deny all you want. I know what I know. I know how I feel. And I'm done. You can say You you know, my grandma always Mm -hmm. used to say, like, this is for the men out there listening. Like, Uh my grandma used to say, when a woman asks you a question. She already knows. She already knows the answer. (laughs) So, you know. And, you know, for me, I remember in my moment, um, when I asked him, I don't think I really needed him to say yes or no. I already knew how I felt. Mm -hmm. And I was done. I just Mm -hmm. did it so that he knew I knew. Right. But that was it. It wasn't like I had to prove anything or, or try to save anything. Right. And you decided that you weren't. You weren't here to save it. You were done. You know, I took a few steps back for sure. Mm-hmm. You take a few days to process. Yeah. Like I definitely was processing like an old like first generation IBM like dose based yeah. system. Well, like you I was just get over the shock. Yeah, the shock had to wear off, and then you start thinking about, wow, we have a like a all these beautiful and a children. And a we have practice. a life, and there's business, and like, what am I going to do? Can this be fixed? Mm-hmm. And then you start to get angry. Mm-hmm. And then you start to think, like, how could you do this? So yeah. there's so many facets to, to processing, mm-hmm. like, being betrayed like that by the person you love the most mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, outside of the people that exited my body, like, I love you more than anything breathing. Yeah. And for this to happen, mm-hmm. like, it takes a while to process it. So it it did take me a few weeks to, to kind of walk through myself through the process of grieving and anger and stress and sadness and any time during that time did you think to yourself I want to save this marriage or were you kind of I think the love Mm -hmm. makes you want to save it you Mm -hmm. think like if it can be fixed can I just find did he want to fix it you know you say that but I honestly like it was lip service because that's what you're supposed to say when you're like the guy with all the kids in a marriage like you didn't have to get down on your knee and ask me to marry you you didn't have to build this life with me like Mm -hmm. we did this together and for you to blow it up kind of on your own Mm -hmm. what other answer is there but we can fix this and and so do I think he wanted to no no but I think it was the right answer the PC answer did you believe him no no you did you already knew yeah. No one does those things if they, they even want to be in a family in the first place. And not just to me as a wife, but mm-hmm. like we have sons. We have mm-hmm. three sons together. Like, yeah. And that's one of the, the poignant questions I asked him. Like if our sons grew up and did this to their wife, like how would you feel? Mm-hmm. Like what guilt and shame? You have, I, you have daughters, too. What if somebody did right. this to your daughter? And that's and I asked him those questions. And yeah. just as a mother, if my sons mm-hmm. did this to another human being. I think I would be heartbroken. Yeah. So that's when I really knew that, like, he didn't mean it. And also, there were a couple other things, like in the public eye, he he tried to get the show to stop the. Footage. Oh yeah, he sued everybody. He involved. sued everyone, you yeah. know, because he didn't want anything out there that made him look bad, right? right? Right. And I thought that was so preemptive. And it just, I, I think sometimes when you're guilty, you raise your hand and try to tell your story first. Mm-hmm. And and I never went into this to be like vindictive. I didn't know when we started, and mm-hmm. then it's like. I still tried to be as diplomatic. I mm-hmm. think about it as possible. We share children, and I. You tried to be kind. Um, absolutely. And I think it's interesting because you went into the show at the prime of your life, thinking everything's great, mm-hmm. and it ended up being a tool for you to tell your story as you were being betrayed. 
I, yeah, I was being dragged through the mud by my yeah. hair extensions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, do you mess. think do you think you would have found out if you didn't have the show? You think it would have been I honestly don't know. I've looked I've looked back and thought about that like if this other person um hadn't thought like maybe I don't know whatever promises he made her where she felt they were mm-hmm. maybe without the show as a catalyst she would have never said a word. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know. At this point honestly like I thank her. Yeah. I'm thankful that, that she, she was so petty mm-hmm. and so vindictive and so hateful. And I'd even say evil with mm-hmm. some of the things she did. Oh, At evil. this point, I'm thankful she did it because cowardly I'm free. is what I would say. That's a cowardly oh, thing. But you know, it's a cowardly thing. It's a cowardly thing that both of them did. It really is. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Inspiring conversations on lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. This is Glamier with Dr. Tavis Amir. Not to dwell, the the reason I really wanted you to talk about this, and I want to thank you for being so easy to talk to about this because I wasn't sure how much of this you'd want to relive. I've cried enough, honey. Like, these these lashes do not pay for themselves. (laughs) Like, I'm not... I've moved on. Well, they did. And- you got your money's worth because they're they're looking fly. <laughs> Thank you. But um, you know what? What I want to really focus on is like I, this show was fabulous. The show was Thank sort of so sort of like I loved the show. I loved you on the show. I think that you know when I look at you, I'm like just this beautiful woman that's got it together. And then you had this devastating thing happen to you mm-hmm. in a very very mm-hmm. very public way. Um, and I think you can teach people how to um come back from the the bottom. Well, thank you. Yeah. What did you do for yourself to kind of get yourself healing? After that, you know, I I took some time to cry. Mm -hmm. Like, I was so embarrassed Mm -hmm. for so many reasons. Like, not just like publicly for like people watching in Indiana and Mississippi and Florida. Like, because my bubble, my Beverly Hills bubble, like my Beverly Hills bubble is is a small small. bubble. You You know, know everybody's whispering about you. It scares me. You walk into a restaurant, yeah, and you're just like, oh my god, she knows. They're like, she knows. And someone's just a little too nice to you on a Tuesday when you're just trying to pick up your dry cleaning. Yeah, they know. Yeah, (laughs) because I'm sure everyone had empathy for you. Like, and it is embarrassing. Like, I'm thankful for empathy, but at the same time, it was just so humiliating. It was, and so hard to walk through. But you know, I'm on the other side now, and. I'm glad like how did you get to the other side you know I focus on my kids Mm -hmm. and I like I said I cried first I just got all that out like women shouldn't feel ashamed like should I sit back and be like well you know at first I blame myself like was I not pretty enough did I not work hard enough like Mm -hmm. should I have what did I do yeah like was our house not what he wanted no like I took a step back and it took me months Mm -hmm. filming was done Natasha my sister who's on the show like I like we would have so many like therapeutic talks and she'd be like, are you like blankety blank serious? Like I've never met someone who's as OCD and hardworking as you. And it took me a while to accept it. But like Veronica, you have worked your behind off. Mm -hmm. Like you have, like whether it's bouncing back after a baby, like paperwork, kids, like loving my family, putting my family first, putting myself last. And I said, I've done everything I could. So I cried about it. I got it out my system and I said, okay, what do I need to do for my kids? Mm -hmm to be happy, to be healthy, and for this to impact them as little as possible yeah. moving forward. That's important so that they they don't feel abandoned or they don't feel the family dynamic. They well, the gravity change. of it, the yeah. gravity of life yeah. changing so yeah. much. The only yeah. thing I could do is like take my hair down at that top knot, mm-hmm. 
put on a little makeup and still take them to the park. And handle yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Life keeps going. Does it? Is it important for you to know why he did it? No. It's not, right? It no, because really that's the thing. If I had done something, that's when it really, to become a better person, you have to be introspective. You have to go within yourself and say, yeah. what caused me? What led me to these things that I did that I don't, uh, that I think I could do better at? Mm-hmm. All women need to get to the point where they understand it's not you. Mm-hmm. When when whatever happened, you said you had a relationship yeah. and a guy cheated on you. You didn't do anything. You're, by the way, guys, absolutely gorgeous. Oh, I could like you have you. Giselle Butchin like <laughs> worthy hair. Oh my god, that that's <laughs> the humidity. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, yeah. I'm loving it. And yeah. and well, all that to say, like it's it's I not had, me. I had self. For me, it was self respect. For me, it was like right, you of know. Course. I know my worth, mm-hmm. and you are not worthy of that. If that's how you're going to behave, I mean, go. of course I was hurt. Of course I was devastated. Of course I cried. Of course I was like, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. But I realized I didn't do anything wrong. But then you also walk past the mirror after a shower, and you go, Damn, like, I literally, I was like, I'm almost six feet tall, and yeah. I'm a size two. Are yeah. you kidding no, me? You're stunning. Who am I crying over? Uh-uh. And I like, and my sister was just like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> she would like text me his picture over and well, my, over my and over Well, my dad said something again. really amazing, too, when I was going through this. He said, you know, and I know it sounds so simple, but it was the way he said it. He's like, what you're going through, get over it and move on. Mm-hmm. And it was like process and do what you got to do quickly because he's not the last one out there. And I did. And I, I it's weird because I remember thinking, no, I can't. I've lost respect for you and right. you don't. Um, you aren't worthy of knowing what's happening in my life anymore. And I stopped and I cut him off just like that. And I started healing myself right. because I think a lot of women focus too much on the guy. You do for a long time. And what he did and what he did and what he did. And I think that's what, that's where you, that can take years. Like I don't have years, honey. I'm in my 30s. So no. I had to wrap it well, up. I'm saying this takes years. <laughs> like there are girls. I had to wrap all those hurt feelings yeah. up and But you know on. what I'm talking about. There are people who are still obsessed with the hurt that somebody did on them years and years and years for years. And they're they're always focusing that anger outward till it's, a, it's something they identify themselves with. It becomes. But that's a part when they truly their, win. When not only with, person when was, they were yeah. able to betray you, to hurt you, yeah. and then years later you're still yeah. dealing with those wounds. I'm not saying it doesn't take time. It I'm takes not, time, yeah. but you got to take that time to heal yourself. And then you and then you have to move on. Otherwise, you're always going to be the same person that got cheated on. That's it. You're going to be that same person for the rest of your life. And it impacts your children. Like, I didn't want to be this um, kind of bedraggled, yeah, tired, does. sad figure. Like, my kids wake up, they still need breakfast. They, you know, need to get ready for school. And they yeah. need to be happy and in a mm-hmm. great environment. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what? People are like, what's your secret? Like, get up and work Keep your butt it. off. Yeah. And, and smile even if you don't mean it. And eventually you don't realize it, but you're smiling and you mean it. If you could give advice to anyone who's going through what you went through on a smaller scale, because yours was like, I feel like the worst Epic. of the worst you could imagine. It was catastrophic. Yeah, like, it was you guys had a business together. You had eight kids between the two of you. You've been married. You helped build this life together. And all of a sudden it's crushed on national television. Mm. You know, um, with, this was not scripted. So somebody who's experiencing that kind of pain, mm-hmm. what would you tell them? I'd tell them what my grandmother told me. She said, um... God called you forth just as you are, Mm -hmm. and he's the Alpha and the Omega. No matter what God you believe in, like Mm -hmm. he's the Alpha and the Omega. And if he saw fit to make you just how you are, who is one person Mm -hmm. to say that you're not enough or that you're not incredible? So these moments where you do feel crushed and you do feel so wounded, Mm -hmm. there's so much life to live. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's so little time. Time. So, you know... 
And you know, you he, deal with he, it and you move on because maybe you, it's the stepping stone to something better. And what you said about time, it's not just your time. That man that you were married to wasted his own damn time. Oh, he, he didn't waste his time. Those are the best few years of his life. No, like. but you know what I'm saying? Like now he's now where is he? You know, no, like you know I'm what? talking. The affair was a waste. It was that, the first not, thing. Not, the first thing he did was was leave the other woman. Yeah, the affair was a waste of his time. Mm-hmm. You know, not you. The affair. He wasted his own time. Now he's where he's he's divorced, and I'm sure that he doesn't have the life he had when he was with you. You know, the happiness, the happy factor, the family factor. I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't even think about those things yeah. if because again, that would require so much energy yeah. to say. Does he? Does he feel the weight now of his mistake? No, I literally like. I wake up. I say what I'm thankful for. I focus on my children. Yeah. I focus on myself, and I focus on my future. And that's a good. I don't lesson. have time for him See, anymore. I think you just made you hit the nail on the head right there because what you just said is how you've handled it. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about you. Yeah. Just don't waste time thinking about like if he regrets. Because you're never going to get that closure. You're no. never going to know for sure. No, you got to close that door. Mm-hmm. So thinking about yourself now, you've done a lot of things now coming mm-hmm. off this. We're still waiting to hear if there's a season two, right? Right. I hope that there's a season two. <laughs> <laughs> Especially you and Katie going, going out. You guys are the best. You guys' friendship, it's, I, it, it was the, the crux of the show for me. I love. it. I love her to death. Yeah. She really is so awesome. She's an incredible person. She's too. a great person. But, you know, you're doing some things in your life, too. You have your own website now. That's right. a lifestyle kind of mom website. Right. right? And we're Tell lo- me about that. We're relaunching um, mm-hmm. veronicaobang.com. Mm-hmm. It's just a modern womanhood mother slash motherhood blog. It mm-hmm. relaunches August 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've worked on it for by myself for quite a long time, but I really wanted to do an all new, you know, um, launch, a relaunch of the blog just to go over some of the things that you saw on the show, yeah. touch on those things and just kind of things that viewers might want to see like wrapped up and also based on like all the direct messages and emails and random like communication I've had from so many amazing fans, like mm-hmm. from who does your hair to like, you know, what's your favorite lip color? Yeah. So all of those things will be on the blog as well as like how I deal with being a single mom of five at this point, like relaunching my life. Yeah. Like I walked out of, uh, you know, a lot to mm-hmm. kind of needing to when yeah. my bank account is set up these days, yeah. <laughs> like, just needing to it's kind different. of re- re- yeah to refocus, to restart yeah. your life, and how to still be happy no matter where you're at, and to move forward and to put your best foot forward. And life is amazing if you're appreciative. And I'm so thankful for the people in my life, from Katie and Shiva to my sister Natasha to my kids, like mm-hmm. these awesome little humans. And all of that will be on the blog. And are you happy now? Are you happy today? I've never been happier. Like, wow. you know, my, Good. my Good kids are so awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the future is so bright. And even if Second Wives season two, you know, dot, 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 dot. Like, yeah, I, I feel I, I can just say I'm super excited. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, but um, there's so much going on that I'm thankful for. And again, great people around me. I think that it's important to remember how to be happy in the gaps, you know, when things aren't happening or things are like you're waiting for your show, but you could sit here and say, Oh my God, I can't wait. I can't wait. But you got to be happy right now because I am happy. You know, and the people, a lot of people make those mistakes. Like you have a lot on your plate with your kids and, and everything, but there are times where people wait to be happy because they're waiting for something and you have to remember just to be happy. No, but it's true. Happiness comes from within. Mm -hmm. And there were days I, I, I wasn't genuinely happy when I woke up and I rolled out of bed. I can't say that I was happy, but you know what? I told myself Mm -hmm. today's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. 
I listed all the things I was thankful for. Mm-hmm. And I said, you are happy, Veronica. You are happy. You yeah. are amazing. And even if the world was burning around me yeah. in that little bubble that is me, I was like, oh, my God. It's like, a choice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's a choice. And no one else can make you happy. Michael couldn't give me happiness. He's not that powerful. Yeah. No man is that powerful. Mm-hmm. No situation, money, cars, houses, you know. And Were I got ha- kind of in touch with, yeah. like, why my life is great. Were you happy in your marriage? Like right, right when, you know, were you feeling like like, now that you look back, do you think that, yeah, I really was happy at that time um, in in hindsight? Divorce makes you honest. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once kind of like the, the, the calm, you know, from the storm kind of happened, I said, you know what, Veronica, when I look back at my diary, for example, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, you had a lot of stuff. (laughs) You had a lot of stuff. Yeah. I had a, my kids are amazing. My stepkids made me so happy. Mm-hmm. But on a day to day base, day to day basis, like I was, I don't think I was happy. Yeah. I lived for good moments. So yeah. taking my family like to Europe for mm-hmm. a few weeks, mm-hmm. that makes you really happy. Mm-hmm. But then it could be three months of a bad stretch where yeah. you're just, your head's down and you're working, and you're just yeah. moving through it before mm-hmm. something positive happens. Mm-hmm. Like, so. I want to be happy every day. Like, yeah. I don't want to waste like, one fourth I, I, of my life, yeah. you know? Yeah, you don't want to wait till you go to Europe to be happy. Right, where I can separate, like, so yeah. many things, separate my husband from who he deals with or what he might be doing in quiet hours. Like, you know, I, I want to be happy every day for mm-hmm. everything around me. And I'm super great. happy. And that's a great lesson to learn. I mean, if anyone listening to this is listening to what you went through, for you to say something like that, I think shows that it's all about your attitude and your choice to be happy or not. You know, because some people choose not to, you know, and they stay that way for a really long time and never really snap out of it. And all of a sudden it becomes part of their DNA. Right. Well, it's never part of your DNA. It's a choice and it's hard. Yeah. But it's hard. Some days I wake up and it's hard. Mm -hmm. Like literally my alarm goes off at 5 a.m. on school mornings and it's so easy to feel sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm here doing this all by myself. Mm -hmm. Like I have to get up all these little babies and I've got to change diapers and I have to make a hot breakfast and I've got to do all these million things. I'm going to drive for two. Like it would be so easy for me to feel sorry for myself. Like, woe is me. Mm-hmm. Those are first world problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Yeah, you just broke it down. Yeah. So yeah. get up. Mm-hmm. You know, fix your face. Literally, I have to put my eyebrows on at least. Yeah. And be thankful. Like, all these kids are healthy. Yeah. They're happy. Like, yeah. oh, most of them have straight teeth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just get on. Like, there is nothing to be unhappy yeah. about. Is my house massive? Yeah. Do I still, like, do things every day, like, yeah. that are probably th- extraordinary to other people? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. But I'm in a good place. Yeah. And I love that. And that's great to hear. I um, I want to kind of know what's coming down the line for you. Like, what's next? Well, um, you know, I had just read... Um, after I filed for divorce last year, I just celebrated my one year uh, anniversary of filing for divorce. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank <Yay>. you. <laughs> Still very much legally married, trying to sort my way through that. And that's difficult. Mm-hmm. But um, I read Jump by Steve Harvey, mm-hmm. just talking about like oh, yeah. being on the precipice of something new, being on the precipice of greatness. And do you seize that moment mm-hmm. or do you let it pass you by? And so just reading that book, I thought about like, what am I passionate about? Mm-hmm. What am I good at? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the book is about, like finding your truest potential. And I was just like, and I know this might sound shallow, but like I'm really like I love hair. Like I love my hair. I love doing my sister's hair. Like and I always have. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to like amazing extension. So mm-hmm. instead of like sitting around thinking about this, because I had talked to, to my ex-husband mm-hmm. about wanting to open like a very like 
amazing high-end hair extension boutique in Beverly Hills years ago, and mm-hmm. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm about to go to India to visit uh, multiple temples yeah, to source some of the most yeah. amazing yeah. hair in the world. And I'm putting together a hairline for okay. hair extensions. Yeah, why be the face of someone else's line yeah, if line. I can put together something I believe in? And trust me, I have tried everyone's hair. I have, <laughs> like, oh, no, yeah, I've spent thousands and thousands <laughs> wow. of dollars. And I know what I love and I know it's amazing. So I'm focusing a lot of energy right now gearing up to go to India and to launch the website and the actual product. So that's what I'm involved with Do these Do you know days. what the name's going to be? It's all secret okay. right now, but I am. All right, well, we're going to hear about it go- soon, Yeah, okay, so good. just because of like a few factors, and you guys will see why later, okay. but all of that will you know, kind of come all out at once. But I'm super excited about well, launching my hair extension I mean, line. look at you. You went from, you know, this horrible, horrible, you know, thing that happened a year ago to a year later, happy, self-sufficient, in a really, really great place. I dare I say better than the place you were in before you had the show. You know, I mean, a year can take you a long, long way. It can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited for you. And well, I think you that meeting much. you has shown me that you're even more amazing than Thanks. I envisioned that you would be. Thanks. So do you have any <laughs> kind of like parting words for anyone who's listening about something you'd like for them to know about you that you don't think that they do? That, that they don't know about me? That, like, that Something that you feel people don't know about you that you would like to say that. I don't, I just think being on TV, like it gets blown up and mm-hmm. it feels so special like I'm so normal like I'm so regular I'm so average like I am a mother who is doing her best to make happy decent people to send out into the world I worry about all the same things and my number one priority is just being a good person having good relationships and like being a good mom there's there's nothing particularly glamorous or yeah. special but about it's simple that. but it's strong yeah. And it's powerful. And I can't wait to see what happens next. And I hope that there's a season two because I really love watching that. I love watching you guys on TV. So well, I think I, you'll be super stoked. And, I'm, I'm yeah. excited. I think that's a little bit of a hint there. But hey, um, when, hey, when no. it happens, I'd love to have you back on. I'm going to have you and Katie both back on because that was a blast. We had so much fun with her. Um, she was she just, is incredible. just crazy fun. So you're you're beautiful. I Thank mean, it's so just much. so great to talk to you. It was really a wonderful talk about the power of resilience you know I really appreciate yeah just keep going no matter what one foot in front of the other yeah what did they say when you're going through hell keep going and wear Louboutins and great (laughs) lipstick (laughs) amen (laughs) thanks for being here oh can you you give everybody your social media handles yeah my IG and Twitter handle is Veronica Obang and Veronica's with a K and my website is also veronicaobang.com again brand new launch of my modern motherhood and modern modern um, mommyhood blog august 1st fabulous all right girl thanks so much for having me This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.